Hey guys, welcome to Content Candy's newest show, Why Are We Like This, with myself and Adam Collins. Please check us out wherever you can find podcasts, which I think is like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, what have you. And make sure to check out Patreon, patreon.com backslash video drew and enjoy the show. So then the predator comes in and it's like, I want to find the strongest warrior amongst you, but I guess okay, he's talking so about predator. Comes in and it's what? like, I oh, no, shoot. I'm getting some sort of weird. Reverse. Oh no, 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 no more feedback. That is totally okay. my fault. Boom guys. Great way to start the show. Welcome to an yes. all new wire. We like this uh, with myself mm-hmm. and uh, Adam Collins, who's here too. And this was your idea, Adam. This one's gonna be good. This is a yeah. we're going on a whole predator thing. We've had some time to let this gestate, so I think uh, I think it's worthwhile. I really yeah. do. I actually, this is my new favorite franchise. I don't think I'd seen. I you know, I know I haven't seen Predator like as of two thousand twenty-one. I saw Predator really recently because I know I did it on a Cinema Bias episode. The original nineteen eighty-seven Predator. Yeah, I had never yeah. seen it. And now I've seen it, and then I watched Predator 2. And I won't say it hit me like the Fast and Furious franchise, because nothing can. But, like, I've watched Predator uh, versus Aliens. I've watched Predator versus Aliens. I want to say the colon is Resurrection, but, like, probably not. Insurrection? So so it goes, this is the best part. It goes Alien, AVP, Alien versus Predator. Oh, right, there we go. That's the 2004 film. And then in 2009, we had Aliens versus Predator, colon, AVP colon Requiem. I think there's well, that, that's that's a perfect that's a perfect encapsulation of everything that is going on here. Like, yes. and then we have Shane Black's The Predator, which was a misnomer because there was more than one Predator in that movie. Yeah, well, I think I think he was trying to deconstruct the concept of the Predator, which he failed miserably to do. Um, was this from the Predator? But well, I, I like the concept of the Predator is what they were trying to like. Look, further mythologize and demythologize at the same time what the predator is. And, yeah, I mean, look, I, look, inside of everyone, there's two, three predators. That's usually what people say. There's always two predators inside mm-hmm. of uh, everybody. Depends on which thing you listen to, but there's either three predator, three different kinds of predators, two predators inside of each person, or an alien versus predator. But I'm pretty sure that that movie was. I just finished watching the Predator. That might be the worst. The best worst film I've ever seen in my life. It's it's stupendously bad because like you have all of these competent people like wandering around this movie and they they end up with that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll say this though, and this is not high praise, but I think Shane Black's The Predator mm-hmm. is slightly better than AVP Requiem. 
slightly. Oh, I mean, that's, I think I've watched AVP Requiem and I retained 0% of it. Like Lance Hendrickson, is he still in there? Is, uh, what's yeah, his name? Lance Hendrickson's in the first one. Nobody's in the second one. Nobody. Oh, and, and Predators? Predators no, is on AVP, AVP Requiem. That's the, that's the dog shit, like, rock bottom of both franchises is and then what's the next predators or the predators no predators is good that's the nimrod and tall 2010 movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so, so then but the whole thing with requiem is it's it's too dark to see you can't see what's going on and you can't even make out silhouettes of the aliens or the predators most of the time and the shame is drew huh? is it was there it was that it was their attempt to do predators and aliens in a slasher style Oh, where they're in a small town and they ruin it. Wait, they ruin it. That? Let me just ask you real quick who directed that movie? Is it Ronnie? Um, it's these two people whose names escape me. I apologize. I because... know the names of most of the other directors. Like I said, Nimrod Antal uh, is a, um, I think he's a Hungarian director who did mm-hmm. Predators. Mm-hmm. He's great. And that movie's quite good, and mm-hmm. especially on a Predator scale. So. Yeah, the scale of Predator is not very high. I mean, like when we start out talking about Predators, let me just start by saying this: this movie, this original. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, Let's start at the beginning. You haven't even mentioned Prey yet, which is ostensibly the reason that we're doing this to begin with. Well, we got to work but, up um, to. It. Yeah, we got to work up to right here. The story of Prey. I watched the whole thing. Don't worry about it, uh, guys. The original Predator. I don't know. I guess when I was little, I thought this is and up until like twenty twenty. I thought this movie was basically just Rambo, but with an alien, and I don't think I was that off. Yeah, so um, the original Predator, you mean? Yeah, the original Predator is just Rambo with aliens. Very much. Um, Also, um, have you ever seen the Mark Lester Schwarzenegger film Commando? No. Is it like that? So Commando is um, just a super macho Schwarzenegger, you know, Rambo ripoff where he plays not John Rambo, but John Matrix. And, and he, uh, and his daughter, Alyssa Milano gets kidnapped um, by drug terrorists uh, because it's a combination. And then, and then he goes off to a made up Island in Central America called Valverde, Valverde, I believe. And he launches a one man war against like all these people with weapons that he stole from a surplus army surplus store. Oh, wow. Um, so it does sound like the movie in last action hero that they're saying that Sylvester Stallone stars in instead of a little bit, but like commando. Um, if you look at his character in commando and his character, Dutch and predator, they look very similar, similar haircut, similar hair color. Um, uh, and, um, in my mind, predator is a spiritual sequel to commando where we get to okay. see John matrix get to fight, uh, an alien. Um, it's, just a, it's a it's a great movie. Uh, I, I guess I, I I guess I feel like as a cultural movement, Predator Two should have always been like our touchstone for what this franchise is because that feels like spiritually, we've taken so much more from Predator Two than we've taken from Predator. Uh, well, Predator like, Two is what like so many of the comic books of the '90s uh, imitated. So right? like you had Predator Two set up so much of the. Um, the world building sure. before world building was a thing, mm-hmm. you know, it had all these cool Easter eggs, the gun, you know, like Gary Busey coming and, and, and giving you some exposition, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff. And then there were all these subsequent comics, dark horse, you know, adopted um, a lot of these big IPs predator was one of the big ones. And for me, 
one of the big comics that I loved reading uh, back in the nineties was Batman versus predator, which is a, yeah. So dark horse and DC um, collaborated and they did a series of predator collaborations and um, alien collaborations. Like I think they, I want to say they did Terminator versus aliens at one point. I think I got that one for Eric for his birthday. Yeah. Versus aliens. Because that would also be like the Bill Paxton triumvirate, right? Bill, it would be aliens, predator, and uh, sorry, he's not. Yeah, he's in predator. He's in predator. Well, Marisol and I have talked about how much we would love to see Terminator versus Predator, um, because yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a very cool matchup, uh, given their unique uh, infrared vision. Right, and but, one of them um, is made out of metal, and one of them is a predator. But I feel like that's. But now there's a predator killer. I'm again, I'm jumping ahead to the predators, but let's let's say like so first predator. John, what's the name of the director? John McKinnon. John McTiernan, yeah. McTiernan, McTiernan. Uh, this was like, is. I'll let you talk about where he was in his phase of his career, but this movie, well, is, it almost, yeah. I mean, this was a big breakout for him. I, I mean, Predator was his big like breakout film, um, in a lot of ways, and then you know the following year he did Die Hard, which you know solidified him mm-hmm. for all time. But uh, to have those back to back. Pretty pretty epic uh, one-two punch there. Yeah, I think that uh, I like Predator. We, we talked about this on Nope, like when we did our Nope episode. But I kind of like Predator in the way that I like Nope, which is like it is a small – it's not a small-scale movie, but it's like a small um, – it's focused on a small section. Like it's not about the world ramifications of there being aliens or like anything like that. It's just focused on this small little subset of people dealing yep. with something that's only within the scope of their understanding. So they're not getting outside resources. They're not like going to a professor and being like, give us an exposition dump. It is just, it is just within they're not like, sniping like, in Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to understand it. It's just sort of like, how do we get ourselves, like how do we resolve the situation in a way that's like the best for us? Um, and I really like Predator for that reason. I like Nope even more for that reason, but I, I, I like Predator. Predator 2 is so zany mm-hmm. that it feels like, I don't know, like, was it a studio decision that they were like, no, we need the Predator lore and there needs to be a gun and Gary Busey needs to come in. And then also for a star, let's make it like, I don't know, Danny Glover. <laughs> but he doesn't need to get in or anything. <laughs> it is ostensibly a lethal weapon movie in a lot of ways. Um, which is, when, I, when I revisited it recently, I, I really settled in on that opinion because... Not only is Danny Glover essentially just playing Murtaugh, yeah, you know, as he as he does, um, but you know it's even set in L.A. and um, yeah, not in LA. You, you know uh, he. I, I love that they set it in the future of 1997 as well. Um, yeah, it wasn't even that far in the future. Hint, guys, if you're gonna set something in the future and have it be a post-apocalyptic Judge Dredd style like wasteland. Try to set it far enough in the future that future films well, then when retconning it won't have to be like, oh, like, is Los Angeles still a hellhole in the Predator? It's right on the cusp of apocalyptic. It's just um, the thing that cracks me up about Predator 2 is like like every other scene is like Danny Glover arriving somewhere where there's like 18 ambulances and yeah. people just screaming and and like like marching through the streets. And he's just like, get out of the way. Give me a bulletproof vest. And um <laughs> And then, and then was, I love, I love how we just, 90s. what? That was just LA in the nineties. I don't even understand why this needed to be set in the future. I know there's nothing futuristic about it. Um, yeah. I think they just wanted to show that the crime had escalated or whatever. Oh, and um, they had subways that like LA definitely does not have the infrastructure for. 
Yeah. Well, I've ridden the LA subway once. Um, yeah. And there was a predator. <laughs> I, I, I had my eye out for yeah, that right? and Bill Paxton. Oh, by the way, Bill Paxton, shout out to Bill Paxton's suit in Predator 2. It's so billowy, so drapey. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it flows. Yeah, it just, just, just I, flaps I guess, in the I mean, I guess what I imagine what they had to have done is think, who is the opposite of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, that must have been like the thought. They're like, what's the opposite of the woods? A city. What mm -hmm. is the opposite of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, like a puffy Danny Glover. <laughs> Like a, a chain-smoking Danny Glover. In many ways, yes, but also, like, he falls within that Venn diagram where you had people watching the Sly and Arnie movies and the Buddy Cop movies. That overlap definitely exists. And then right. Tango and Cash comes along and really bridges that gap. Um, but, it's not, but this is not a buddy. Predator 2 is not a buddy movie, although I'd love to see a Predator buddy movie. Well, the whole the thing is the Predator kills all his buddies right off the bat, so he's pissed. He's yeah. like, you killed all my buddies. Yeah, it's almost like it's it, not to use the lethal weapon thing, but to use Die Hard. Like, what if it's yeah, it's like one of the uh, it's like Jeremy Irons or or uh, Hans Gruber. It's like one of the Gruber brothers, but they're just yeah. Characters. Well, we uh, couldn't we couldn't get John uh, McClane versus Predator, which would have been great. Um, that would have been good. But uh, Predator, uh, with all due respect to John McClane, uh, I think the Predator would have it would eat his lunch. Because um, McClane, I, I think against a Predator would be a different story. Is that Indiana Jones? No, that's Bill Paxton with his fedora. What is going on there? Yeah, Why yeah. Is he's... that undercover? Why is he wearing a fedora? Look, and... he packs in so much in Predator 2. I think he has like 10 minutes of screen time, and he just yells and hits on everything that moves. And and then when he's in the subway, he's just like, oh, whoa. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Like, um, legitimately, is this the character, like the prequel from the True Lot, like to the character from True Lies? Is this the same guy? It, or, you know what? I think it's his cousin because this guy doesn't uh, doesn't uh, spoiler alert. This guy doesn't make it. Um, no, no. But this is what this is what he says he does for a living. This is what the True yeah. Lies guy says he is. Well, like, Predator, Predator Two feels like a John McTiernan, James Cameron, Richard Donner film all mixed together, mm -hmm. and and like it has people from all those walks of life in the cast. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I know um, uh, Steven Seagal is gross, but um, mm -hmm. uh, he has a, a movie from the early nineties called marked for death, which is like another like voodoo uh, crime movie <laughs> where um, he's going up against like these Jamaican drug. It's, it's so in the style of predator Two. Like Predator Two wasn't that successful a film, but then Steven Seagal came along and tried to make a Predator Two like rip off without aliens, if that makes sense. No, I always thought that there was like a Predator Three. Well, Predator, let's let's stick on this for a second. Predator Two introduced the idea that if you beat a Predator, you get some shit of theirs. Like you, they they give you something. Which mm -hmm. in Predator One, I feel like what a nasty piece of work that particular Predator was, because instead of just admitting defeat and dying. He's like, no, I'm gonna blow you up. He could have just given him the bomb. Like, I think they they're supposed to live by like a code of conduct, and you can yeah, tell no, them they, more. Yeah, no, they have they have a code of respect, um, you know, and that's why they didn't they spared uh, Glover at the end of the movie. No um, women, no children, kind of, kind of. For the most part, for the most yeah. part, yeah. Um, um, they're a little old fashioned that way. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in Prey. We'll get to that in Prey, which I think is interesting. 
Um, but you see, and this is the predator too, because it does. She does. He does, ugh, the predator doesn't shoot her, even though she's pointing a weapon at it because she's pregnant. Pregnant women, yeah. If he's not, he. It's established that they don't. They won't kill. Like especially, they don't kill most unarmed things, and they mm-hmm. especially won't kill an unarmed pregnant. Uh, so like it, it's re- they're really like per life is what I'm getting from predators. They believe life begins at, at conception. And well, they also, uh, it's implied they don't find any honor in killing a, a pregnant woman, which is fair. So, like, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I was about to say, they should do a movie. I think just murdering a pregnant woman is uh, something to that is good to be against, I guess. Look, but then the ultimate foe against Predator is a pregnant lady. I guess that, well, Prey, like, plays without, you're right, play, Prey plays with that idea without needing to be a pregnant lady. Sorry. Doggies. He's still out. They got feelings. Um, they got feelings about Predator as well. Yeah, they, they do. Just they sat through powerful. Shane Black's movie with you, so. I mean, that movie took me four hours to get through because every five minutes I was like, "Wait, what did they just say?" That what movie did they say about autism. Jesus. Drew, Christ. that movie is a bag of horse piss. That movie is hilarious. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, let's. Predator we, Predators. How long? Yeah. How recently did you see Predators, starring? Like in the Walt last year. I did Predators. Year. You know what Predators is to me when I watched it? Um, it's is it's, uh, it's Predator and Cube mixed together, yeah. Yeah, it's Cube. I, li- yeah. I like Predators for that reason. It's got Adrian yeah. Brody. It's got uh, Topher Grace. And a great reveal, because that's what I would like for more Predator movies. I want them to work a little bit, and I hate to say this, I want them to work a little bit more like Saw films, which in like... The Predator always seems like he's going to set up some sort of like master yep. game for people to compete in. They kind of do that in The Predator too, but then they, it's just kind of like a third act thing and they kind of throw it out the window. Um, um, but like, yeah, the idea that people would need to like fight each other before The Predator determines, you know, it's like you, you don't start the voice on like the highest level. You have to go through elimination rounds. So like, of course, The Predator would want to see which is like the strongest person. And that kind of is Predators. Like they're all just kind of working for and also against each other. That's like what that. I love about it too. It, it 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 reminds me of we did our episode on Deadliest Warrior, and oh, yeah. it's very similar. Like they like they 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 amass all these different criminals who have all these different skills. You got the yakuza guy, um, oh, yeah. you, know, you got yeah. the serial killer. Like, and and I I, I love what that. What's that? What a cast! I know. It's such a fun cast. Like, I almost want to see a stripped-down stage play version of Predators. Oh, Uh, that'd be great. Oh, that would be fantastic. Like they did for Alien, the stage version of Alien that's supposed to, like, Yeah. Yeah. But I want to see it done, like, just sort of, like, yeah, Waiting for Godot style, just no costume. It's just, like, you know, like, it's just done, like, like, fucking Jason Schwartzman and Rushmore putting on Serpico. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be great. I like that idea. The cast of Predators includes uh, Topher Grace, Alicia Braga, or Alice Braga, Adrian Brody, Walton Goggins, Danny Trejo, Mahershala Ali. Like, this is Lawrence Fishburne. Pre-double Oscar Mahershala. Michael J. White. I forgot that all these people are in the movie. That's so many people. I'm just being out like the big ones to send out. Yeah, it's it's super stacked. And what I love Uh, about Predators is it's aging really well. Um, because like people like when it came out, uh, the two, it would follow the two AVP movies. So people didn't give a shit because the AVP movies were not that well regarded. 
Um, and I'm kind of skipping over those because I, I, I mean, it's up to you. I didn't, ha- I don't have a whole lot more to say about the AVP movies. I'm more focused I mean, on the Predator proper movies. I think that it's funny to think that they're not really canon. So nothing that happened in them were canon, like except for Lance Hendrickson being, uh, what's his name from Alien. I don't think anything in those movies well, are even slightly canon. And I don't want to write them off like complete. Well, Requiem, I'll write off because it's quite bad. But like the first AVP has some fun stuff in it. And I want to give uh, Bibiani a shout out because he he pointed this out in his write up on the wrap um, that uh, it, the first Alien versus Predator and uh, Prometheus have a very similar plot. And when he pointed yeah. that out, I was like, well, duh, of course they do. I, I just hadn't occurred to me personally. I hadn't like thought of AVP that much. It was like the CEO right? of Wayland dispatches like a crew of people to go like. Oh yeah, he's secretly like, part of the mission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, wait, but like, did Ridley Scott write AVP? No, he had nothing to do with it. But AVP predated Prometheus, which is interesting. So you look at Prometheus, and and Prometheus definitely is more cerebral, obviously. But if you look at the basic plot points, there are a lot of similarities. The difference is. Alien versus Predator takes place in Antarctica, so it's you know planetary, and then you know Prometheus is out uh, out in space. So, nice. um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of overlap there. But uh, Predators was kind of like a lame duck because it followed the two AVP movies, and people weren't really that keen at the moment. And now, like people go back and they're like, "Yeah, this movie's pretty pretty awesome, actually." You know, I really like like the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean. The second one is like you said, it's in it's incomprehensible. You can't like understand or see what's going on. I want Paul. It's a time. Up. Oh, AVP Requiem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, AVP Requiem is incomprehensible. It's terrible. It's uh, I don't remember one goddamn thing that happened in that movie. Like one there's thing. sewers, lots of sewers. Um, and then the uh, the Predalien, as they call it, the Predator Alien from the first one is like okay. the villain in it, and it's not. It's kind of like the weird Ripley alien and alien resurrection. It's like running around in the background the whole time, but it doesn't do a whole lot. Um, it kill it kills a few things, but yeah. And where do we establish that alien, that predators like to kill other predators? Well, you know, they get bored. They get, you know, they get, <laughs> you, would think like, you would think it's a whole race of predators killing other predators because they're only trying to kill the strongest things. Wouldn't that by definition be themselves? I, I mean, we get a little bit of out of that. In Predators, I'm not sure if this is like something we're seeing in AVP Requiem because it's hard to tell what the fuck's going on uh, in this moment. But, but yeah, like, what, why are they bothering with humans? Like, humans. I think that's the start of a threesome, actually. Um, yeah, I like how he's like, guys, look, I really like what you have going on here. I think we could work well as a team. You like your vibe? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You guys want to start a startup together? You guys want to get into crypto? Like, I just feel like <laughs> that's, that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's definitely a brosome right there. That's, that is that's a brosome. That's a huddle. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think predators leans into the, uh, the, the alpha predator concept a bit more like it establishes that. And then Shane Black ran away with that and not in a very interesting way, but, um, yeah, predators, yeah. I think plays with it pretty interestingly. I like that. Uh, they like the one predator that? loose to help them and all that. Yeah. They, well, yeah, they, they, they have a predator helping them and that predator is like, fuck these other predators, which makes me wonder, I guess this is like the external canon. Like what are their, what is their culture? Like, like, what is their, like, are they all male predators? It seems like a very male society, uh, especially if you compare them like to aliens, which are like a major. We can only alien. assume based on what we've seen that they present as male, but they're asexual because we haven't seen any, 
anything to indicate how they reproduce. Hmm. Yeah, well, so that's entirely my head canon, but uh, really, yeah. let me look this up. Do alien do predators have sex? Because that's that's a good question. How do predators have sex? Let's see what I get here. Well, there. I mean, you know, there is a lot of focus on the way the characters describe their mouths um, in these. By movies. the way, when I type in Google, "How do predators?" the first thing that comes up is reproduce. It auto populated with reproduce. Well, we know how aliens reproduce. We have no idea how predators reproduce. So it says the xenomorphs. Okay, I guess you're right. Uh, well, it's, here's the thing. 20 strange details about predators' anatomies. Uh, cool. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. They can use sign language. Well, by the way, language. shout out to Dagan in the chat. He, you know, yeah, the town does get nuked in Requiem, and that is easily, easily the best part of the film. Oof. Let's see. Predators will allow humans to join their clans. Um, xenomorphs breed by using face huggers to impregnate. Predators seem to breed. Oh yeah, wait. Predators have sex with humans. That's what it is. We learned this in. in oh yeah, I mean, that's part humans. of it. That's part. I mean, that's part of it. Um, okay, so I guess we should move on to the predator because we talked about predators, which is technically it. Predator Three, if you want to. Um, and then the predator would be Predator Four. Um, mm -hmm. Although if you're doing it like chronologically, mm -hmm. I think the Predator is Predator Three, and Predators is set after the Predator because it's like it's, I don't yeah, know. It's if it's future, 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 and then the AVP my future, is yeah. AVP is probably set after then as well. Well, right, yeah, right. Because they mentioned in, they mentioned in the Predator the events that happened in the years of like 87, 97, whatever, whatever year. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned the first two movies and then they don't, there's no knowledge of what happens in predators because those people just got taken off the map, which, yeah, makes, just, which is why I like predators. It has, they don't have to worry about it. I like, um, yeah. Yeah. But the predator tries so hard to explain so many things and it just, it just makes it more uh, confusing in my opinion. But you watched it. You watched it just today. I watched it like three weeks ago. What is your takeaway? Uh, th this movie is fucking like. Wait, like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Predator. I feel like it is. It says more about the humans than I think about like anything we learn about predators. We learn that they take their spinal fluid and they take human spinal fluid and they mix it in with their spinal fluid to become the ultimate creature. Um, we learned that at some point a human had sex with a predator. No, wait, that's maybe just what they believe before they find out about the spinal fluid. Maybe they don't have sex with humans and they just inject the human spinal fluid into them. Maybe they reproduce through their spines. Yeah, well, they, they say that's why we they take the human spine, spinal cords, to like just explain why. And they need an explanation for why predators. Well, and they've been taking cord. like like different genetic uh, uh, constructs from creatures. That's That's what's implied in the predator. Okay, so I'm reading this article here that says uh, in Alien vs. Predator comic books, there's a human named Machiko Noguchi who's allowed to join a Predator clan after helping to capture an alien queen. Machiko is treated as an outsider by the Predators in her clan and eventually causes her to defect and rejoin humanity. And it's during her fine with the clan that we learn that Predators have no physical desire for humanoids with Noguchi even taunting one of her rivals with the idea that he wants to breed with her. So I guess they don't want to have sex with us? Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. I, I like think that. they they at least want our DNA though, and they want our I, think DNA. They, I think they have. I think they got some predator, you know, geneticists who There's, like messing with stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. I like the idea of like the predator scientists. They're just the equivalent of the human scientists in a predator movie, which is like mm -hmm. oh, and they just explode like a giant sack of jello. 
like <laughs> glass. I, 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 I got to say, Drew, my, one of my favorite parts of uh, Shane Black's movie, and there's not many. Um, there's like two parts I actually like. And the one part I genuinely like is when the predator wakes up in the lab and kills everyone. I mean, um, when people just explode, like they are literally sacks of jello. I know, he just throws them against the wall and they, they turn into paste, and that's fun. Like, <laughs> that, whole, that whole sequence, like, in and of itself, without anything, is okay. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was just so desperate for predator mayhem at that point that I was really glad to see that predator, like, break out of its, its constraints and just kill all the all the lab people um i just like it's it's a perfect scene it's very much like the alien the alien scene the scene from alien where it's just like mm -hmm. a face cover thing but also like they knew what they were dealing with and they like weren't wearing any protective fucking anything no like, also, and oh God, yeah those were weak ass constraints that's all i was gonna say i mean also like the whole thing about her and so this is what i mean like we can talk a lot about the predator it won't get us very far in terms of talking about predator uh, extended lore because the parts that were super fascinating to me were all about the humans. Like, what is the deal with Olivia Munn's character? I thought she was mute. I thought the reveal was that she was going to be mute and then she was going to have to like, um, like use sign language, which predators do know. So I was like, that's going to be interesting because she does not say anything. They introduced her character by having someone go up to her in a park with her dog and be like, "Come with us. Don't worry about the dog. Like, we're going to take care of it. You need to come with us to go do a thing." And she's like, and she doesn't say anything. And the next time we see her again. She's in a lab with Jake Busey and he's like, let me introduce you. This is like a predator place. And she's like, what? And then she, he's like, well, so how did you get here? Which is like intrinsically an interesting question because she doesn't know. She doesn't know why she's here, but apparently and now yet he's died. showing her around. He's showing her around and he going, I'm so happy to meet the world's form or like the, the person who wrote the book on evolutionary biology. And I'm like, Darwin, is he talking about like, is she Darwin? <laughs> And then he goes, how did you get here? As if she's supposed to explain that. And he didn't mean like physically. He means like, why right. were you invited here? And she immediately knows. She's like, look, I wrote the letter to a president. I wrote a letter to the president when I was six years old. Then I wrote a paper about evolutionary biology, which the computer cross-checked and found out like that I wrote the letter and also wrote this paper. So now I am here in this place where I don't know what's going on, which is like just what computer, what letter, what is she talking about? What is up with, how would she know this? How would the, would the government tell you that they <sighs> cross-checked your fucking information? I guess the president look, letter? <laughs> Jesus. I, I, if you really dig into the weeds with Olivia Munn's character in that movie, it, you're only going to frustrate yourself. I, I gave it. up pretty quickly because I like, I just, I, I she she was the scientist and then she was just running around in her sketchers for the rest of the movie with like crazy agility um yeah. and crazy the ability to use multiple firearms uh with yeah. no explanation yeah well at first well at least you get that one moment where at first she just shoots herself in the foot with a dart and you're like oh okay that was fun yeah, yeah. that was fun uh, Boyd Holbrook also uh, continuing. I, I know I tweeted this cast in this movie. His smarminess didn't work for that role. I didn't think like he I mean, just... nobody nobody worked in this movie for me. Like no. Key Michael P. Like Key, what were you doing, my friend? Like I, I get that they're all supposed to be like that is the unfunniest he's ever been. I mean, there was a moment when he was dying with Thomas Jane that I was like, this is a Key and Peele sketch where they like are dying. They both have like gaping wounds. And when I talk about gaping wounds, I mean, they're both missing half of their thorax or like yeah. or whatever. 
And then they pull out the gun. Thomas Jane is hanging from a tree. And King Michael, he has like a missing his torso, basically. And they pull out the guns and they're going to shoot each other. And we're like, do they have a relationship? We have not gotten the sense that these two have bonded. Okay, whatever. Uh, Thomas Jane, by the way, also has um, Tourette's, which is played for a laugh in one scene where he just says. It is uh, like the most oversimplified version of Tourette's. Wait till you get their version of Asperger's. It's, like, it's more rudimentary than what you've seen on South Park. Let me put it that way. It, well, it's only used once, too. It's like not a really a plot detail. Like they just use it one time for like a gag. So he pulls out the gun. They pull out their gun. They shoot each other in their head, in the head. So it goes, and then they both go, uh, and like claps. And you're like, why would they grunt? How would, sorry, yeah. how would they grunt? <laughs> They've been shot in the head. I don't, there's so much of this movie that is like this for me. Uh, that it took us four hours to get through all of it because I kept pausing it and being like, how long did you focus on the bus scene? Cause that bus scene feels like it goes on for 30 minutes. I mean, there were parts of this movie, uh, the ending, I, the bus scene was like, okay for me. I feel like that wasn't the worst. Maybe just cause like the action that there wasn't that much cutting. I did wonder if the guys on the bus had seen a predator escape why like the, the bus driver the cops why were they not driving away like how aware in this universe are everyone about predators because some people are like aliens what are you talking about and some people are like oh you know the predator initiative and there's an ongoing bit about how they call them predators and not hunters and like it's supposed to be some sort of meta commentary about how the movie is named predator but it just reads as very weird like everyone in this movie is simultaneously figuring out or like has to go through the process yeah. being like predator is a weird name to call this thing and then Sterling K. Brown is just like giving it his all. He is. He's like, look, my character has so many background quirks. Yeah. Yeah. He chews Nicorette gum. Yeah. You know, he like he, he wears cargo jackets. He's got all this like implied like back background. He also and, finds every line of dialogue so funny that you would think he's Shane Black. Like he's like, there's one part of the movie where you're getting introduced to Charlie, uh, sorry, Boyd Holbrook, uh -huh. Charlie Hunnam, uh, Boyd Holbrook's character, and Boyd Holbrook says verbatim, or the guy says to uh, to Boyd, he goes, "I'm quoting you here. You cr you said that you once said that you crawled out of your mother and have ever since been like crawling to the grave or something to the equivalent of that. Like you fell out of your mother and have been since crawling to the grave. And you're like, what? Like, first of all, quoted by whom? Was there like a Black Ops like weekly like magazine that came out that like he was quoted in? What are you talking about? Secondly, Sterling K. Brown, who's looking up behind a pane of one-way glass, then goes, haha, that's badass. And you're like, is that... <laughs> Did, did did Shane Black just write a character saying that his own dialogue was badass? Like, that's so fucking sad and funny. And, like, that's something that he does consistently throughout the film is just remind people that this is a uh, Shane Black movie and you're supposed to think the things the characters are saying are badass. Like, the little well, kid. Yeah. It's just Shane Black, there was a lot of goodwill when this came out because of the nice guys in Iron Man 3. And even though Iron Man 3 yeah. initially, like, well, here's the thing. Like you, you look back on it. Iron Man three when it came out was like it had mixed. It had an initial mixed reaction because it was a bit subversive. And I'm not like a super like gung ho person about Iron Man three. I think it. I think it's pretty good. I like a lot of things about it. It's a predator movie. Um, I do think. I do think a lot of people are like, oh, because it's 
off the beaten path, I'm going to like triple down on why I think Iron Man three is amazing. And that's, and you know, I do think Iron Man three is okay, but my point is nice guys, I think is a legitimate fun throwback. And I, and when, when the idea was announced that Shane Black was doing the predator, it's like, okay. So yeah, it seems like this is going to be a fun return you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like a whole like deconstruction of the concept but well, that's he, what it was <laughs> well he tried to do both he tried to make fun of it while also completely playing it for face value laughs that weren't funny and 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 when it comes to like all the um all the ways he wrote the characters with you know um specific mental health issues it's it's definitely oh clunky and insensitive at best. Um, I mean, this movie was not made that long ago. You said it was 2020? In this 20, movie... 2018, so four movie, years ago, yeah. Okay, so Trump was still like president, though. Like, it's, it's past uh-huh. 2015. So there's a character in this. Uh, I, and I heard, I think I heard from PJ that um, recently that, like, the thing about this movie was that it was initially written, because there's two writers on it. It was Shane Black and someone else. And I think initially it was written by this other person to be only about the kid. And the mm-hmm. kid and the predator is almost like a buddy movie, like like almost like ET, but like it was like this kid who was being sort of trained or raised by this predator who thought of him as the apex, like an apex uh, predator, uh, because the kid, like you know, was uh, had some had Asperger's or autism, whatever, and but like it was being used as like a superpower, which is never like, exactly you know, established. Yeah, that they, they established it. No, they say that quite blatantly several times in this movie. They're like. He's the next stage of human evolution because of like the Asperger's. And you're like, oh my God, this is, I see that they had their heart in the right place, but this is like offensive on like several levels, especially his portrayal of it, which is that he is just Jacob Tremblay saying like really quippy Robert Downey Jr. levels, like dialogue back to like Sterling K. Brown, where he's like reverse psychology. I can do that too. Why don't you not go fuck yourself? And you're like, that's a kid with, with like a neurodivergent thinking. Like, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like, yeah. you can't. What do you think it is? You think it's just like rubbing your earlobe once in a while? Like, that's not so offensive. Like, it's so bad. And then it turns out, yeah, predators want him because he is the best human uh, because of because of the autism. Um, There's no way. I mean, I, okay, look, they do they do point out that the predator metal is like lightweight. So, like, I get that that helmet probably didn't weigh a lot on him, but he still looked ridiculous like i don't i don't i don't understand how that helmet like strapped onto his skull no i don't either uh, i mean like like, let's say if we're just going back to the predator if we're just picking a whole point uh picking holes in the predator charlie charlie hunnam drew come on boyd holbrook (laughs) variant charlie hunnam uh in the beginning i know i know i know know, right he uh he has a ball he finds an invisibility ball that i guess is what the predators hold in their hands the entire time that they're they're doing their thing that's how they turn invisible it's not Mm -hmm. on their suit it's a ball like a little snitch uh that they have just like i guess somewhere on them and they can knock out of them uh so he swallows it which okay you would think that would make him invisible or like whatever uh then he tells this guy uh at the at the restaurant or wherever he's like landed to mail a package to his son. It's but a to a P.O. box, so he's responsible. He does try and mail it to a P.O. box. He mails it to a P.O. box, but he also says, mail the package's contents, not the actual backpack, which to me just like is the funniest concept. It's like, 
you know, take the lemons, not the box the like lemons are in. Like it's such a next door app like thing to do. Whatever. And that poor guy is like, sure. And then the guy gets Boyd stopped Holbrook. outside. We hear him get stopped, but I guess he still sent the package. Boyd Holbrook then eats a predator ball, uh, doesn't turn invisible. There's a week at least that goes by because that package arrives at that kid's house. So there's like a period of time that's happened. But Boyd Holbrook, I mean, yeah, that's right, uh, doesn't shit out that ball until like three days later after the events of that. Of that when it's event. relevant to the plot, he shits out the ball. That means he's yeah. been holding that ball inside of him for like a week and a half. Because he's like, look, Paul, I need you to stay in my small intestine until, until yeah. the third act. But uh, and by the way, he can't turn invisible when it's inside of him. But like, he needs to shit it out in order. Well, to it's because you know he has to manipulate it on his hand and everything. And and oh my god, you would think that would, would what that would do in your stomach lining is like you'd be constantly flickering in and out of invisibility. Like that would just be what it was. I wouldn't swallow predator technology. I just wouldn't do it. How about don't send your son? What were you thinking? Your son, your 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 son with uh neuro, you know, neurodivergent issues or whatever you want to say, like your son who like can't go through class without like, you know, freaking out when there's a fire alarm. Don't send him alien technology. Like, why would you do that? Why was that your plan? Why wouldn't you keep well, that and like get yourself out of this tricky situation with the cops? What are you doing? What are well, you doing? Like I said, Shane Black remedied that with that line of dialogue um you know Boyd holbrook said it was supposed to go to a p.o box yeah but like why would you send it to a child i know i exactly I, i'm, I'm it, it's moot i just i i love that they, they actually wrote that into the script like it was supposed to go to a p.o box though but it did go to a p.o box because then the mailman shows up and he's like is this the right house because they have a, they have a whole plot explaining like why this is Makes sense because the mailman shows so up to be like, is this the right P.O. box address? It's so stupid. They have several lines where like characters just say things to one another that like are I guess are supposed to tee up their relationships to other characters. But since we've never heard of them talk like this, like about anybody or like what their relationships is, are. So like at one point somebody's like, um, the guy who's gonna play the new what's his name? Um, the guy from Moon Knight, Moonlight, not Moon Knight. Um, Travante Rhodes. Yeah, Travante Rhodes like goes, goes in and he's like Boyd Holbrook's wife. He's like, "Tell me about your husband," and she's like, "He's won thirteen medals of honor, killed fourteen guys in combat. He's got three presidential medals of freedom. He's one of four people in the United States who can do this." And so, yeah, he's a shitty husband, but at least he's like a good American or something. And you're like, I think he was just acting about like his character or like you know, is he a trustworthy guy? First of all, like, what are you talking about? Why did he you also skull fuck Hitler? And yeah, exactly. he, uh, yeah. and a partridge in a pear tree, she just lists off a bunch of his accomplishments. Like, like it's almost like he was just like pewter. Tell me about Boyd Holbrook. And she's like, here is the information you've requested about Boyd Holbrook. Bonkers. She gets uh last thing we think happens to her is that we see her running around the house with the predator, but it's unclear if like she gets eight, she just just disappears off screen. Uh Alfie Allen. It's just, big, yeah. Alfie Allen just, I feel like he had the invisibility ball because he would just periodically blip in and out of scenes. Like he would just be in some scenes, not the other. And at some point they just recognize that. They're like, where have you gone? And he's like, I've been here the whole time. And it's like, yeah. is that a better joke? What, what's going on? And do they vaguely pretend he's Irish or something? No, he's he's vaguely trying to be American, I think. I think. Otherwise, why would he not be extradited? Are you allowed to just put like Irish prisoners in? 
in American jails. Also, the idea that there's like a super soldier program or like at least like a uh, a shield thing. It's called Operation Stargazer. And that's what Sterling uh, K. Brown is a part of. So there's like a whole there's like a whole mythology that's being created for the Predator, which I don't feel like has anything to do with the rest of whatever just gets discussed in this franchise. Uh, um, we, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and the blink and you miss it deaths in the final act where people are just like shooting themselves in the head without you even realizing it. And you have to rewind it and be like, wait, is that how that guy went? Yeah, they put a ton. Like the predators, like the predator starts speaking through a computer, and it's like, "Hey guys, what's up? You're Uh, all dicks, and I'm a predator. Uh, We're trying to find the ultimate warrior uh, to Um, take back with us. Like one of you, deadliest warrior. (laughs) And then that's that's happening, I guess. But like, we never really see what's going on with that. People just start blowing each other up after a whole movie where no one had died. I went. I literally at that point, I went. Has anyone actually been killed off yet in this movie? Besides, like, another predator who I guess was in the scene, that predator doggy. Jeez. Oh, yeah, the predator dogs. We buried the lead with that. Those are establishing predators. Oh, okay. I think. And then the predator really runs with it. And I like that the one was, like, lobotomized, and that's why it was being nice. That was kind of funny. Um, This show reminded me of Stranger Things, and this movie kind of had a weird Stranger Things season two. Yeah. 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 Um, what, anything else you want to say about the Predator before we get to the good movie? Yeah, I want to say like 18 more things about the Predator. Okay, all right, fair enough. Go on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they are real quick. Um, um yeah. well, let me think about this. Um, oh, um, I do think it was really funny that there's that one scene where Olivia Munn strips naked and yeah. like tastefully covers herself up. Uh, and the Predator leaves her alone because she's naked and was doesn't that well, then, well, no, later in the movie, she's like, she says to Boyd Holbrook, she's like, when I was naked, it didn't do anything. And Boyd Holbrook just looks at her. He's like, great. And it, they never talk about it again. It doesn't come up in the plot. I think it was, I think it might've been because of the decontamination chamber meant that like her, her, I guess yeah, it's never was, into it, but like, it must've been her t- body temperature. Or no, no. Like, like it makes body. sense that the predator wouldn't attack a naked defenseless person. But I just think it's funny that Olivia Munn goes through that scene for virtually no reason, and then later she brings it up again for even well, less of a reason. Yeah, but even so, like the predator's reaction to seeing Olivia Munn naked is like it goes like this. It goes, it's like grossed out. It's like okay, it's like enough. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, uh, I assumed it was a temperature thing, but I guess that never gets brought up in this movie. And if that's the case, then why did the predator attack and? Uh, ostensibly kill off camera his wife. She didn't have a gun. She didn't have any weapons. She was running away from like the Project Starlight people. So many people in this movie don't have weapons uh, and they get hurt. Charlie, I mean, uh, Boyd Holbrook's kid. I thought the reveal here was going to be great. I thought when they revealed that uh, Boyd Holbrook's kid had been collecting stuff from each of the people in the unit, I was like, oh shit, just like a predator. Maybe he was like a Hannibal Lecter-like you know, Savant, and that's why they wanted him because he is like the ultimate next stage of human evolution and like murder. Kind of like what they play with in Predators. Like, you know, like the yeah. serial killer would be the best. I thought that was for sure it. I was like so down for it. I think there probably is a cut where that's the case. You're giving it so much out. credit, Drew. You're giving it so much credit. And at the end, the kid just pops out like like there's a new scientist and he's like, oh, I'm working on some stuff. They have a Predator. What is it? It's a Predator 
depredatoring device. They have an anti-predator thing that they've made. And the last line of this movie is Boyd Holbrook saying, okay, let me get the lineup. It's pretty amazing. He's never called anyone this throughout the entire film, so it's it's pretty spectacular. He goes, what the hell's that, the scientist? And the guy, and Boyd goes, that's my new suit, Bubba. I hope they got it in a 42 long. I... And he's just like M. Bison. That tag scene is, is just, it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm. Mm. It's so defeating to watch. I loved like, it. it <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I'm still upset about it. I think it's so dumb, but like, I love it. Like, it's almost like it feels like Shane Black was trying to make fun of himself. Like, like, it feels like a joke. Like, it feels like he wrote this in an afternoon and it was, like, fucking perfect. It feels like it was written by his character in in Predator, like, the one who died. But it kind of yeah. felt like that. I was like, oh, he's, uh, he's, he's, like, not a real person. Like, the person writing this movie is, like, a character of a screenwriter. It's Every, Everyone is laughing at their own jokes in The Predator. I, and- yeah. It's it's yeah. pretty hard to stomach with the the humor is the hardest part to get through for me. Oh, it's um, terrible! It's so bad. You can see why Olivia Munn was like, "I'm fucking out, man!" Like I'm out. Yeah, she was so checked out in that movie. Well, yeah, and also they they did her so dirty. Like they did her so dirty, and that that's the one where like they uh they like everyone like distanced themselves from her after she mentioned that you know it's kind of fucked up that there was an actual predator like a like a like a sexual predator on set, right? That was the thing that she mentioned that. And then mm-hmm. like everyone was like, ooh. Or she didn't like how she was being treated. And then it turned out there was a actual sexual predator that was friends with Shane Black on the set of that movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like very anti-women. Um, so yeah, I guess the last two things I'll say about it is there's some, there is some uh, little callbacks that will be important, I think, in Prey. Cause it, I didn't realize that these were callbacks necessarily to the, the movies, uh, like as a whole. The predator getting its arm cut off. That's something mm-hmm. I guess that happens in Predator 2. I guess it's just like a trope. The predators don't do well with like a with both arms. They tend to do better with just one arm. Um at one point you can just cut off a predator's arm and it will just be like pissed off. Um yeah. the other was that uh oh yeah, the like like come come at me, like, like do it. You know, come on, come on, come on. I guess that's a line from the first predator. They say it in this movie. It's definitely brought up in Prey. Uh, I kept waiting for the gun to make a comeback. No, I don't think. I don't think he watched Predator Two. I don't think that was the thing. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the way Prey connected that stuff more. But I I, I will say this: the Predator. Um, I did like the Uber Predator, the big the big guy. Like uh, he was a a little too much CG in a lot of ways. But I did. This is him. This is him on the red carpet, guys. That's right. That's right. That's he's the, he's wearing a tux. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that. Good. Good. I like that big ass predator. Um, but they also established, you know, like you said, that they were incorporating human DNA and the DNA of lots of different creatures to like make themselves stronger. And I feel like they ran with a little bit of that in prey in a good way because the the predator we see looks different than any other predator we've seen. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely like a ball. Yeah. It's definitely but I mean, like, 
I don't think that I buy the idea that the canon they created was that the predators drink the spinal fluid or somehow inject themselves with spinal fluid and that's why they want spines. It doesn't feel like that's right. I uh, think Shane Black was reaching too much uh, with the trophies. The, they're just trophies. They're not like I don't think they need spinal fluid. And why have the kid? Why have the kid collect trophies if it wasn't going to turn out the kid? See, I think there was like a different version of this story before Shane Black got involved, where it was just like a predator and like this this kid who was ostracized, maybe because of mental, uh, not mental illness, uh, neurodivergent, uh, uh, you know, stuff, or maybe not. Maybe it was just like a lonely kid. But that they become friends and the kid grows into like the ultimate predator because that seems like there is a story there. There is a version of that story there. Also, was there a second predator in this movie that was coming to help the people? That happened. They one of the predators kills another predator. I, I don't know what that's about. Well, you talking about the big predator killing the little one? Yeah. So the, this movie's a no, the big predator was pissed. The big predator was um, trying to establish dominance, but also kill lots of people. But isn't the point of the so one of them was the one that crashed the machine, like crashed their their car or whatever into the planet, mm-hmm. and the other one was the one who just like showed up there. But isn't the idea that like uh, why would that one predator be helping us? Climate change? Oh what? god, they have like a whole conversation that I forget in Predator. Yeah. And by the way, and they you, give you us subtitles and everything. Yeah, you, that's but the subtitles here's what's interesting. The subtitles are not subtitles of the predator. The subtitles, and I really look this up, the subtitles are the Predator's readout of the screen that they have. We're finally seeing what those glyphs turn into. Right. It's not whenever the Predators make noise. It's whenever they're reading the little readouts. Whatever. We can move on. Just, just <laughs> This one really got predator. to you, I can tell. Well, I, the it's the Predator, but there's two Predators. I know. I know. And, like, honestly, out of the five Predator proper movies, it's the only one that I would not look forward to rewatching the other four. I enjoyed varying degrees. And that one, I just, no thanks. This is maybe my favorite predator movie of all time. Okay. But for different reasons, for different reasons. I think this is like mystery science theater level. Ridiculous. It's so funny. And it, it's very rare to find a movie that is a comedy. That's this unintentionally funny because usually it's like, if you're a comedy, like, you know, some of the jokes are meant to be in there. no, Every joke here is so bad that it becomes funny on like a different level. Like incredible. You, you really need to get up early in the morning to fuck up a fucking predator movie. like it, this. It does watch. feel like they got the writers from an asylum movie to write a big budget. Like, or you would bolt or something, you know, like it's just, it's just not good. Not you would bolt. What's his name? Uh, you would bolt. The guy who does those terrible movies. You would bolt those terrible movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Then. Yeah, yeah and, he, like, and, he, and he had a boxing match with Zack Snyder or Jeff Snyder. <laughs> Jeff Snyder and Zack Snyder, probably. Um, yeah. So let's move on, guys. This is what we really want to get to. The movie we gave that the I, Predator plenty of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, uh, so we're past, okay, so we're past Predator. We're past Predator 2. We're past Predators. We're past the Predator. We're past Alien versus Predator and AVP. Or Alien vs. Predator 2, colon, AVP, colon, Requiem. Yep. Requiem. Requiem is just the wrong word. Okay, whatever. Um, it's no Requiem. Now, it's a Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Uh, now we have Prey. First of all, best title. Yes. Way to go. Way to go. It feels like that's what the Predator was trying to do with like the commentary. But Prey, 
perfect title. Mm-hmm. When they announced it, yeah. uh, the premise and the title combination, I didn't need a trailer. I didn't need anything else at that point. I said, I'm hooked because this is the kind of thing you should have been doing from the get-go in terms of pitching Predator movies. Um, it's not that I saw that and said and thought, I've thought this from the beginning. It's mm-hmm. I saw that and I had the it dawned on me, why haven't we been doing this from the beginning? And mm-hmm. like then you see the movie and wow, it's it's even more it's not that it's like a f- an, an unimpeachable masterpiece. It's, it's that in the Predator franchise, you now have this. And it's yeah. just it just shows you what's what's possible with with uh you know some some ingenuity and enthusiasm yeah if it would be like like i would say the equivalent is like if they came out with the next freddy versus jason and like installment and it was directed by like amy simetz or something and it's just like the next or like shane caruth or something and Mm -hmm. it's just out of this world next level good like it's just it's and it has nothing to do really with the tone or the vibes of the other ones while still being like very true to like the ethos and like the the legacy and the lore of it, but just is like a next level shit. Like it is next level shit. And I also have to appreciate it for how big yeah. of a troll it is for like all the fucking dude bros, like the shit oh. on the internet. This movie yeah. exists to fuck with them and it's perfect. It's a perfect film. Dan Trackenberg, Amber Mid Thunder. What a brilliant idea making this about like um, the uh, I forget the name of the tribe the um, Comanche Comanche warrior yeah they're tribe. Comanche it's a Comanche tribe and um, I, I I just love that like with this particular iteration um, setting it in the past obviously allows them to just focus on some bare bones stuff and it's not just about trying to blow away the predator with machine guns, because honestly it gets so boring watching people fire automatic weapons at a predator and it just doesn't get hit. Oh yeah. And, and so like seeing this where like this, is the predator figuring out planet earth, which is also interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, from like the first frame of this, I was just really taken aback because like, this might be a weird comparison, but like when, when I saw pig, uh, when it came out, uh, like within like the first five minutes, like I was just enthralled with it, the way the music, the, the cinematography and prey had a similar effect on me where within minutes I was really swept up in the, the, the style of it. Uh, just the, the tremendous effort put into the visual flair of the movie um, like the use of fog, the use of sunlight, the use of dusk, um, how well they use darkness. And, and then the score is just out of this world, like really, really good. Amazing, Sarah, score. Amazing score, but have you seen Eric Nerdchronics? I think I've asked you his uh, mashup of the final sequence in Prey with running up that hill, the, the Stranger Things edit. The Stranger no. Things. I have not seen that yet. I think I asked you if you'd seen this. It is incredible. No, I said, I, you asked, have you seen, uh, and I just didn't, because he does oh, so many shit. different things, I didn't know which one you were referring to. Oh my to. God, no, I wish I could play it on air, but guys, I'm going to just put the tweet in the chat. It is incredible. He uses the uh, Running Up That Hill remix that they do on the last episode of Stranger Things with that final sequence in Prey, and it is 
people have already started on TikTok, like uploading it and doing reactions to it. It's That's so cool. So good. Um, uh, so good. Yeah, like the thing um, that's so fun about Prey for me too is it's um, it's a Predator movie, but like we also get to it's a Jaws movie. You know, it, it returns to like that 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 primal conflict between you know people and nature, and and even though it's an Predator's an alien, it's for all intents and purposes a, a naturalistic creature. Um, well, it's, also, it's got the nope thing again where maybe it's just because yeah. they came out so close to each other but like we are talking about a lip we know more about like uh what predator is and all this stuff but like they don't and it doesn't matter they're figuring out like just basically the rules of predator like they're like and they treat it like you know like they do all the other predators that they are and, like what is what makes it function how does it work like what is it what does it see what is it like how does it hunt and like they're just approaching it from like their skill set level or like their right. knowledge base and they don't need to know that like what an alien is or like anything else they're just figuring it out by like the the knowledge that they understand the rest of the universe through and it's so good my god like that is the perfect because that's kind of harkening back to the first movie too they're not trying to figure out like what the backstory is there's no exposition dump like oh but the predator like likes human spinal fluid but only from like autistic kids like none of that <laughs> But like it's got enough of those Easter eggs. Like you can tell Dan, um, Dan Trachtenberg really loves Predator franchise because like yeah, it's got the gun, but it's also got the arm swipe. It's also got like the uh, heat thing, like the heat sensor thing. But then her, oh god, I mean her character is so good. Have you seen Amber Midthunder or uh, what uh, Midthunder and anything else? Have you watched her in anything? No, I heard that she was in Legion, which is a funny coincidence. Right. She reminds me of Aubrey Plaza. Uh, so they're both in that together, aren't they? They are, and I hadn't realized that until recently too. That like I was like, oh yeah, it's it. They look kind of like each other. She is uh, in Legion. She's fantastic. She is uh, an alter ego, not an alter ego. She shares the same body as Bill Irwin, and they. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they share like I guess they were like they share a soul, but not the same consciousness, and they can split Shout off. Shout out to Bill Irwin for the boy. such a oh, good actor. He's fantastic. Oh yeah, he's great in this. Well. I forget their names. They have they have a shared name, and they split off. They can split off into two physical entities sometimes. And she's the warrior, and he's like, uh, whenever he she goes and does like her fight sequences, he's just um, doing a dance, like he's doing a Bill Irwin dance, like that kind of <laughs> matches up with her movements. So good. Everyone watched Legion, by the way. Fantastic show with some fantastic female leads: Gene uh, Smart, um, Aubrey Plaza, Amber Midthunder. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, God, and the trappers, again, playing with some really good ideas here that we've seen throughout the other Predator franchises, which is the more well, recent ones, which is like the humans are as big of a threat as the Predator. Like mm -hmm. they're they're just like the Predator almost like the Predator is almost just like kind of waiting in the cut for, for people to kill each other off or like be stupid towards one another. Um, the idea that the Predator does not see her as a threat, but that echoes more of like what she's going through in her own personal journey that no one's taking her seriously as a, as a warrior. Um, the and it shows, it shows that, that uh, predators um, at least as we would read it um, uh, operate under some, um, you know, old fashioned gender norms, it would seem. Yeah. Well, we're not even sure if it's gender norms or if it's, it's because they just, like you said, we've, we've seen in gender norms in the past and I wouldn't be surprised that's it. But she also has several tricks. Like she has this medicine that she can take that lowers her blood temperature, so uh -huh. he can't see her. That's what he. That's what she gives to the uh, yeah. trapper. 
who shows her how to use the gun, like, is that she can, like, lower her blood temperature that makes herself pretty much invisible to a predator, when, again, being a woman. Uh, but also well, her tribe kind of treats her like that. Like, they just don't take her seriously. Also, the incident with the bear, she does a really good job of selling herself as vulnerable, so the predator is not really looking at her. Yeah. Um, he's looking at the trophies of these other warriors because he's seen them bring home the dead animals. Oh, right. And that we see, we see that the, at the beginning of the movie, that there's these bison that have been like gutted in this terrible way and skinned. Oh and God. Like, oh, and that's, that's like, um, we've talked about, you've seen Jim Jarmusch's dead man. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So like that opening scene with Crispin Glover, where they're shooting the Buffalo, it made me think mm -hmm. of that scene. You know, yeah. where they're really just, they're laying waste to the resources of the tribe uh, right. to make an example. And right. um, and you think it's the predator at first, but it just turns out to be the trappers. That's just a, that's, that's good historical writing to mash it up yes. with the genre like that. Oh, okay. I knew from the moment that we saw it, I was like, that's not a predator. Predators don't like go after innocent bison and skin no. them and like, do these horrifying things to them. And this moment she stepped in a bear trap, I was like, oh, there's like other people around. There's like, it's like apocalypto. It's like the end of apocalypto. I love how that points out how barbaric the trappers are in comparison yeah. to the predator yeah. itself. Yeah, her fight with the with the trappers. I mean, it's so it's so much more like the fight with the predator is like a like meet you on your own terms. This is like an actual like you know this is a meeting of like two actual warriors. Where the with the trappers, it's like horrific and disgusting, and like you're right, like laying waste to an indigenous tribe. And I like that they. You know, they didn't overdo it, like, with the commentary about, like, what this meant about, like, you know, white men coming in and taking over the, you know, uh, Native American population. It just was, it, it, it was what it was. Her relationship with her brother was beautiful. Her relationship with oh, the tribe. Oh, Dakota oh. Beavers. That's the actor's name who plays her brother. He's terrific. That line that they have, which I think is now should just be the new canon, which is like, this is as far as you go. Your journey ends here. Or like, no, what is it? I forget the exact line. It's like, this forget is it, the exact yeah. line. It's so good, though. It's like, this is, yeah, I think it's like, this is as far as you go. Like, your journey ends here. And then one more line, maybe. It's so brilliant. And then it, that should be like the new Predator line. That should be the new Predator line. Um, I like how the ending leaves it open for a sequel. Also... Mm -hmm. The ending implies something very dark because she gets the gun. She brings it back to her tribe. Right. That implies that at some point in a later date, the predators go take it back because they or, have to or, or repossess it in some fashion. You know, right. it could, it could, it could be repossessed in any manner of way. Like the other thing, the one thing I like about the original alien versus predators, Sanaa Lathan is the last person standing in that movie. And she earns the respect of the predator, you know, Scar going into it. And like, he gives her the little like symbol on her face with the alien blood. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's like a, that's like, you know, a callback to the Danny Glover, uh, you know, scene with him, you know, being spared, you know, mm -hmm. because he's a warrior and all that. Um, but um, I, I think, I think there's a possibility. I think that leaves the door open that, you know, yeah, I don't think this is the last time she sees a predator, but I don't think it necessarily oh. means the predators are going to come back being vengeful towards her. Well, the predator we see at the very end, if you're looking at the hieroglyphics, they uh, are showing like, you know, the tribe and all the stuff that's going on. And at the very end, you see that there are more ships like in the hieroglyphs that are coming down. Right. So that, that definitely like leaves open the idea that like they're coming back. 
I, I had the same feeling, which is like they respect her now. Or like, did did they keep in contact? Did that one predator know? Like, did he tell the, all the other predators like what's going on and like to leave her alone? Or... I think this is an initial scouting mission, you know. And oh yeah, that's probably right. And that's then probably... when they realize like, oh damn, he got wasted. Like, I don't think they're gonna go back. Like, oh, we got to get revenge because that's not the way the predators operate. They're not like pissed off when one of them gets killed. They respect it. You know so, what? You know what? It is probably then. Whenever the people come, the white people come to like kill off her entire tribe. They probably like go and destroy those people, like out of like fucking revenge. The predators <laughs> do. I mean, you know, like, and that's how they get the gun back. That's my best case, like headcanon for it, right? Because I, like, I, I could see them just laying waste to all the 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 trappers, but yeah, the, the way they laid waste to those trappers. My God, goddamn! Like I know that this predator doesn't have as advanced of technology, and his suit looks kind of different, like his exoskeleton. But he still had those bombs. He still had those like mm-hmm. uh, sonic bombs that like destroyed. And and just watching them have no idea how to even remotely like react to some of the technology before they would get killed is pretty. Funny. Oh my God, it's amazing! It's amazing. I'm hurting the dog. What a great dog! Like oh, I that was a great dog. Yeah. You know the off-screen story of the dog? But it was too friendly. They almost had to get it replaced by another dog. No, it's a shelter. Uh, it's a rescue. And that was its first movie. And it yeah. had been trained within, like, months of the film. It was. It hadn't It hadn't been brought up to be in, trained like that. Yeah. And then, they, then they, did, they did test screenings. And people are like, more dog. And so they shot new scenes with the dog. Oh, what I heard about the dog is that it was too friendly. And so, like, they almost had to replace the dog because it wouldn't do the stunts, like, in a believable fashion because it would just, like, like go up and try to lick people like the predator. That may have had to do with it being, you know, a rescue, you know, too. I mean, know. yeah, that it wasn't trained like that. But usually rescues are, like, skittish around people. I mean, the idea that this dog would just be, like... you think so. And, like, too happy and, like, going up and, like, licking the camera guy. Um, <laughs> the dog was fucking the MVP of this movie. Tell me if you didn't feel like you were tense the entire film waiting for that dog to bite it. I was like, this is Oh yeah. But like, I think they did a good job of playing with that early so that, you know, we knew the dog like was vulnerable, but not necessarily that the movie was going to torture us. No, but I mean, the the dog was in peril more than once, which is good. Good drama. And also the dog gave her so many assists. I almost feel like it's not fair. Like I must feel like that dog came in with that ax on a rope like three times during that final well, fight, you're like, the, oh damn, the movie, like they pulling like an yeah. WWE move. Very much. The movie has, and I don't mean this in a bad way, the movie has some video game narrative vibes where yeah. in terms of her, not only her leveling up, but the way she relates to the dog, the way she, you know, we oh, have yeah. the skills that she picks up. But I actually kind of, I, I, I really enjoy like the uh, so-called like video game narratives in movies. Like you see that you you saw that in like the star Wars TV shows, like Mandalorian, like he levels up, gets like new pieces of his armor. I like that kind of stuff. And also that whenever they side quest in any shows, I'm like, side side quests. and look, Mm -hmm. these things are like, they're, they're in conversation with one another. It's the video games got it in part because the narratives of television movies and now television movies are, like equaling back, like doubling back and doing this. I feel like the dog stuff, I was like, this is like until dawn. Like if you get the dog, if you convince the wolf mm-hmm. to be your friend, then you can use the wolf later on. Like, yep. it, yeah, that's definitely it. Um, this movie was so fucking phenomenal. Like, I've listened, to, I've been listening to the score a lot. Um, yeah. I do have it on pretty heavy rotation right now. Uh, this and the Nope score 
um, are two. I mean, those those are my two favorite summer movies. There's no contest really. Um, they're the, the two uh, movies that right I was, yeah, they're the two I was the most excited to see, and the two that lived up to the hype the most for me this summer. No, I, not even comparison. I don't get like a little. You have to do such mental gymnastics to make yourself not like this movie on like a like oh like <laughs> oh the, the stupid female characters are like um, I have to make this go woke because just in just on a, like a pure basic level, this is a fantastic action movie the sequences are amazing her jumping off the like that final battle is like incredible and the way she gets that predator like it's like a chef's kiss like she figured out like you know the geometry of uh setting up that helmet Ooh, dagan's here let's see changing it up and taking place hundreds of years ago what setting and time period would you like to see a predator movie set in Um, how about the predator in ancient rome did you guys not see Vinny Mancuso's hilarious and I think viral tweet about this? Oh yeah, it's gone huge. Like I've seen it like clipped out and put on like freaking Facebook pages. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny is uh yeah, Vinny's killing it. But uh, the best one with and also now Vinny's like got something on the blacklist. Good for Vinny. I'm gonna try to find it. But it's so he's like yeah, let's just do this for all movies. Um, like let's just have predators and like fighting in feudal Japan. Yep. Like that's that's intensely what it is. Um, yeah, everyone wants the Predator Samurai movie, which I get it. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm continuously impressed with Vinny's uh, uh, hottest takes. Um, let's see. Well, he gets it. He gets it. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Prey should be. Uh, yeah, Prey should be the template for all the feudal uh, for all horror franchises. Drop a xenomorph in feudal Japan. Do Final Destination on a 17th century pirate ship. Let the ancient Greeks crack open a Hellraiser box. Yeah, we do need a, a period piece Final Destination movie. That's like long overdue. Um, uh, so I'm completely on board with that. But as far as like a Predator movie in like a different era, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I could get on board with, you know, a Predator kind of like interweaving itself into like a story from a biblical era where. Uh, that particular scripture was misinterpreted because a predator was fucking with things. Oh, like yeah. like a Jesus Christ like narrative, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like an invisible predator was like messing with things, and uh, so we have a new oh, chapter yeah. of the Bible. Yeah, you know, just have fun with that. That'd be fun. Um, oh God, let me think. I would like to see Predator World War Two, like an Inglorious. Okay. Yeah. I would like to see an Inglorious Bastards Germany Predator, like. Seeing like, you know, like with like the mass, uh, you know, because the Holocaust was real. Sad that I have to Mm -hmm. say that. But like with the mass, uh, you know, genocide, like what a predator would do with that. I feel like a predator would be like, that's fucked up. Like that's like the opposite of like a predator code of conduct is like a genocide. Right. So like, yeah, the opposite of like fighting a warrior one on one. So I feel like a a predator killing Hitler uh, is something I'd really like to see. Like a predator, like, yeah, killing Hitler. Like I could get behind that. I yeah. give me um, the Predator Vlad the Impaler crossover. Like the oh, whole yeah. like, inception of Dracula is because, again, a predator was there. You know what? The whole that thing. makes sense. You know what they say in the Predator, which I found like just so jarring that I was like, this has to be like a setup for something, but it wasn't. Uh, in the Predator, the mom of Boyd Holbrook's kid is describing. This is what she said. 
She said about Frankenstein's monster. This is how she describes Frankenstein's monster. He threw a girl into the water to see if she would float. As if that's like, like, what's the story of Frankenstein? Oh, it's about this, this thing that throws a girl into the water to see if she would float. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not what I think he did. Like, I know he threw a kid into the water. I don't think it was to see if she would float. B, isn't that what they did to witches? C, what a weird way to describe Frankenstein's monster. There's like so much shit that he did. Throwing the kid into the water to see if she would float makes it sound like a sociopath. Like that is, that is to me like endemic of like what Shane Black is doing here, which is completely missing the point. Like, to to like a illegal degree. Like it should not be legal for you to misinterpret the plot of Frankenstein's like that badly. But uh, this yeah, is, so, yeah. This is neither here nor there, but I um all this Frankenstein talk made me think of like, I saw one of those screen captures of a random text conversation uh, mm-hmm. uh, put out there in a meme once. And it was something to the effect of, uh, you know, I know vampires suck blood and werewolves like, you know, like uh, transform at midnight, but what's, what's significant about mummies? Do they just beat you up? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, that they we see in mummy, they can like make bugs. They make bugs happen. Sure. Well, the mummy established that. But if you go back to the original, like like Boris Karloff, the mummy, oh, yeah. he like he does really just like once he gets to someone, he just like it's implied that like he smothers them. He doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> it's a it's actually a, a line that Stephen King wrote in um what was it uh, not Revelation? What's the name of those two books that are related to each other? Um, about like the the evil cop on like the highway. And he's like uh, resolution, I think is the name of one of them. And he has a whole bit in there where one of the like kid characters can't stop thinking about the mummy and like how his friend once told him like, "Oh shit, the mummy's coming. Better walk a little bit faster." And I saw this stuck in my head. I was like, that's- King's that's obsessed with the mummy. He writes it into it as well. Yeah, I mean, because mummies are. I think mummies are fascinating because it's just like the undead, like it's a decrepit undead, and there's an otherness to it where you're like an Egyptian. You know, it's not just the undead. It's the undead from a really it's long time ago. The bandages ago. too. The bandages, yeah. and then if you, if you like, you you have any inkling of like what they did to mummify people. Yeah. Um, one well, of our just, early, what? Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say one of our early episodes of the show was "Are Are You Afraid of the Dark?" And uh, uh, they that one of my favorite episodes was a mummy episode. Oh where, my god! Like, I think I remember that. Life. Yeah, it's so good. So wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me again, real quick. What happens in that one? I it's like of... something about how like the Ankh of Life necklace is like the MacGuffin of the episode, and they're like trying to get it back because it'll like get the mummy to stop like strangling people. But they just do a lot of clever stuff where like they cut to like the corner of a room, and like the mummy's hand is like drifting behind the wall. They don't do a whole lot of like big reveals. Yeah, um, and it's really really fun. I think the other thing about mummies is like, yeah, that 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 life, like trading a life for a life thing. Like, the, I feel like the most recent things, and uh, it's the mummy movie with Tom Cruise, but also the one Buffy episode where it's like mummies can also be hot chicks. Beware, you don't know if she's actually a mummy. She's just wearing an amulet. You know, <laughs> just like um, a hot chick wearing an amulet. I all this all this mythology talk. We'll get to into this on a future episode, but I'm like six episodes into the Sandman, so we're gonna have a lot oh, to talk we, about soon. We got that's next week's that's next week's yeah. thing. Is yeah. that and uh, or the next time we do it, it's gonna be the Sandman or it's gonna be Nathan Fielder. 
that's going to have to be it. Or all of it. <laughs> I mean, those are two very set. Those two things are like each their own. Like, I, I think you want to see. I what would you give to see Nathan Fielder playing the Sandman? Um, not very much. I would like to see him in Sandman as a certain characters. Like, I think he would have been fair like, enough. The David Thewlis character, I think, would have been a great role for Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Except he's not that good of an actor, as you can tell from a lot of different things. That's neither here nor there. But also, they just released a new Sandman episode. Even though the season's done, they just released the, uh, one of my favorite stories of the Sandman, Calliope, uh, as like a standalone episode, like a two-parter standalone episode. It's great. I'm digging it. I'm digging oh. it very much. Have you read the Sandman, have you read the Sandman comics? Not. Uh, I've only dabbled. Um, uh, so I, I, I weighed my options. I was like, I don't have time to get into the source material again. I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, I haven't dug into it since I first read it in college by downloading every single page as an individual JPEG and reading it that way. But I mean, like, this is what my one of my tattoos is based on Delirium from Sandman from uh, oh, cool. Prelims and Nocturnes. I've had the honor of Neil Gaiman tell me both on Twitter and to my face, that's not <laughs> at all what that looks like. And I gotta be like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, inter it's an interpretation, Neil. That's uh, thanks for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's the most, uh, well, we can get into it in the episode, but I think it's the most faithful, most beautiful, uh, most well-loved, uh, like, well, like, love has been put into it, uh, crafted adaptation of uh, panel to screen that we've ever had, ever. Like, it is the most faithful. It's really exciting, and I like the way it plays with um, certain things in DC Comics that we all, oh, yeah. that we do know, and... Um, it's it's not disruptive. It interweaves in a very clever way, and I am always intrigued by I'll, like reinterpretations of broad mythological concepts. Yeah. So, like, you tell me, like, my dream movie is like, okay, so Cthulhu, Satan, and the Grim Reaper walk into a bar, and that's the movie. Like, I want to see. I that's all I need. Like American Gods had a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Like so I, I, I dig it a lot. Um, I think this is the most be like one of the most beautiful and like transformative uh, TV shows that we've had uh, in the last decade. I think also the fact that it it was made is a miracle because this movie. I mean, this show has been this has come up in many different forms. They tried to make a movie of it. There was a really great audio series with um with James. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Professor X, the what's his name? James McAvoy. Yeah. yeah, he was playing Dream. Uh, there was a bunch of different TV projects in the work for a while. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was supposed to play Morpheus, which would have been ugh. But anyway, we'll get into this in a future episode. That's our is, teaser. That's our that's teaser. teaser. That's our teaser. But like going back, to, yeah. going back to what the Predator would be, like a different time period, mm -hmm. let's put him in Lovecraft era. Like I feel like this is maybe like have him interact with like H.P. Lovecraft. And be like, hey, yeah. don't be a racist, HP. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Rename your racism. cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The howling racism of HP Lovecraft. It was actually defeated by a predator. This is the this is the That'd abyss. Cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Also, because a lot of what he was talking about kind of looks like a predator. It's kind of got that you could see how someone could oh, yeah. misinterpret a predator for being a Cthulhu. Um, well, it's a Cthulhu and a Van Damme literally mixed together. Like and that's... it's a color out of space. Mm-hmm. Oh, know? yeah. Definitely. Um, I would say also Civil War era Predator. 
Like, I think anytime a predator can join into a, like, can, because predators are attracted to battles, right? They're attracted to combat regions, so they can mm -hmm. find, like, the apex one of the humans. I feel like anytime you can find, like, a really good battle, like, you know, scenario, and just, like, you know, the deadliest warrior, just deadliest warrior version of a uh, of predator, just find whichever one in history you want to go to and do that. I would like um like a predator heist movie where it takes out a nuclear compound because there's no honor in nuclear war i would oh, like yeah. to do you that what about if it was a totally like um not silent but like a totally like mute predator movie but where you don't like under you know like there's no dialogue it's just uh you're just getting the POV yeah. from the predator it's just like doing a thing yeah it's like an ocean's 11 heist. It's, it's like preventing another chernobyl because it's like fuck this why are humans doing this this is not well, yeah, fight. <laughs> and also, they, they get yeah. to that a little bit in the Predator that one of the predators is aware of global warming and is trying to stop the world from ending because it like was like well, we use pre we use humans like we don't want them to all die out, which might have led to the events of Predators. Like maybe that's why they're all on a different planet. Just so much is just so much stuff to go through. But yeah, like I think like I'm not going to be mad if future Predator movies because Prey did this to an extent. But if they were, if they, if they lift things that were like thrown out there in the Predator and improve upon them, I'm not going to be mad at that. Not the autism thing, but like the evolution of Predators physically, like we talked about, like them in, in like implementing new DNA um, yeah. to make themselves physically more superior as well. Yeah, um, physically more superior. That's, yeah, I can, I can buy that. I would wonder why you would have to go from like, they tear out spinal columns to be like, oh, no, wait, that has nothing to do with it. They're just extracting the DNA from spinal columns, in which case they don't need to like grab the whole thing. Whatever. I do like the idea that, yes, they're leveling up. Um, I do like the idea that their presence are like somehow related to other humans throughout history. It'd be cool to have like it revealed that all our missing artifacts, you know, like the, the King Arthur's sword or whatever. Like these are all like you know OJ OJ's glove. I don't know. They were all like taken by a predator. Like this was all predator stuff. Like reinterpreting a lot of historical events with predator unsolved mysteries. Maybe the predator was the Zodiac killer. We don't know. Like what if it was revealed? What if they reveal in a predator movie that it was a predator that killed Jeffrey Dahmer in prison, and it was so anticlimactic when it got there? It was like, oh, you're not that hard to kill. Oh, yeah, exactly. What if it's a predator that only kills other predators, a la Dexter? That's that's one. That's one well, that like they 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 start to th like in Predators and the Predator, they like scratch at that a little bit, but they uh, scratch at that. But like again, like I said, oops, sorry. That like I said, the best predator would find like quickly find that like humans are worthless to hunt because they're usually easy to pick off. So the only thing you should be actually hunting. Is other predators? Why aren't they? Yeah. Like, I want to I learn more, I guess, in a Twin Peaks kind of like a Black Lodge way. I want to learn more about like their relationships to one another. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to know. Um, yeah. I so, mean, anyway, yes, guys, if you, if you haven't seen Prey because people have been doing stupid takes on the internet or whatever, or you're just holding off because you're like, I'm not really into predators like lore. Fucking just as a movie, just from a cinematography, just from a storytelling perspective, just from like any, I'm not, a, I'm not big into history, you know, historical movies. I'm not big into the Predator franchise that much. I'm not big into stories that are about like, you know, indigenous people like getting killed off. That's not my jam. This movie was like the most my jam I've ever seen. It's so badass. 
it is so cool. The fight scenes are so cool. Her character is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, this movie. Everything about this movie is so good. And Amber uh, Midthunder is just a phenomenal talent. And she's such like a beast. Like, she's such a badass. I want to see her and everything. But yeah, like you said, the guy who plays the brother, uh, also phenomenal. Fuck, man. This movie was everything. It was my everything. It's it's quite good, and it's unfortunate that you know I didn't get to see it in a theater. But I do. Yeah, I know. I do think that it's it's fair to point out the trade off, as many have that uh, more eyes are on this movie as a result, and um, that's really exciting. And it reinvigorated a lot of interest in the Predator as an icon, and um, I think it has staying power for good reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it all depends on the hands of the, the creator. And I think Trachtenberg really seized on a great concept, leaned into it in the right ways. Mm -hmm. And they, they made a movie that was very similar to the original Predator. They just took away all the automatic weapons, which was really refreshing, actually. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. Her figuring out what guns are, it was amazing, like how guns work. Mm -hmm. And like that, oh, God, so good. Let's see. Pooch Shoot Riot says, late to the show, just finished House of the Dragon. Prey was badass for Dragon Ball. No spoilers. Super I'm watching it tomorrow. Yeah, Brett, but Dragon Ball Super Superhero was also badass. I mean, is that a Dragon Ball Z reference or is that a reference? Uh, well, the new Dragon Ball animated movie was number one at the box office this weekend. It did like oh. 20 million. It was completely unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, this wasn't in theaters, right? Like, I want to start a fan campaign. There's got to be a fan campaign to get this into theaters. This didn't play. Oh, anywhere. for Prey? Yeah, Prey wasn't in theaters. Yeah, yeah, no, I meant Dragon Ball. But yeah, Prey, I, um, Prey had limited release in New York and LA. Um, okay. So it's technically eligible. Like, it'd be cool to see it sneak in for, like, some cont technical contention at any award shows. Um, but it came out so early and it being a streaming movie primarily, the Academy won't give a shit. But the score, I think, legitimately earns a shot. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'm not mad at the score from Joker. I think it's one of the strongest parts of that film, even though I don't like the movie, like, a, a whole lot overall. Uh -huh. um, but I think if the Joker score is going to win an Oscar, the Prey score deserves to be nominated. I agree. Follow up. I also think that that uh, the score that again, once again, just go to Eric's Nerd Chronics uh, beginning of his Twitter page and see how that score with uh, with running up that hill by Kate Bush, the Stranger mm -hmm. Things that it plays because I think he actually made it better. Nothing. I, don't, against I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I completely yeah. believe you. Nothing against the score in this film, which was great, but now I can't. I've rewatched it since and tried to been like, oh yeah, I tried to get his pun for that final sequence, which is so bad. Just one of the best. I think I'd put this up there with one of the top ten action sequences of anything I've seen in my life. Like it, that is what's so good. I know what you mean. It reminded me. Um, uh, so in a very like I like the Revenant. Um, I don't think it needed to win Best Picture, and it didn't. But I really do like that movie. Um, and uh, this reminded me of the things I like the most about the Revenant, mm -hmm. uh, but with its own flavor, its own story. Um, but like aesthetically, there were similarities. Um, uh, but I, I just I want more films like this that that blend genres with a sense of groundedness and immediacy that mm -hmm. Prey really conveyed beautifully. And, and no, 
like right that's it that it's like the sense of like yeah we don't need the fucking explanation just give us the immediacy you know mm-hmm it's it i i'm it left me breathless and i still gotta watch the comanche dub i i wish they'd been able to re record like a diegetic version with actual like non-adr dialogue but i'm glad they at least did the dub and at least they have yeah they did the dub they also did a uh i think they do have the subtitles for like a comanche subtitled version mm -hmm. um you know, Andres uh, Gallego, uh, Gallego has uh, worked on that, I believe, was part of the translation team for that. Oh, really? I hope that's not blowing up the spot, but yeah, uh, which I think is like very, very cool. Very cool. Um, that just seems like the coolest job all of a sudden. I'm like, what? You got to work <laughs> on the dub for that? Um, yeah, more movies like Prey, Please. Just more, 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 more. Just everything about it is uh, refreshing and new and taking it's the best version of taking like an old IP that's kind of like all over the place and just breathing new life into it. I almost think that maybe they shouldn't have told us it was a predator movie. Like maybe that should have been a reveal halfway through the film, because I think like this works as like almost like an apocalypto or like that kind of film where you're just like, Oh, this is like, you know, indigenous people fighting like the advent of technology or, you know, advent they of had to sell the predator though. And I get that. Like it's a trade-off. Like it would have been cool to like be completely surprised by it. Um, but uh it's just to call it prey and to do what right. they did with it, um, I think is just so exciting. And um I I, I want um I, I just want to start seeing things like like Vinny said, you know, let's see mm -hmm. these recognizable monsters in different eras. Um, mm -hmm. like let's bring back Pumpkinhead and put yeah. it and put it in like uh prohibition era. I don't care. Let's just do something. Pumpkin head and prohibition era. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's like everything about this movie is great. And guys, I see the person in the comments, I see you King Pertle with the idea that she's in Mary Sue. She sucks at a lot of things. I would say no more than Danny Glover sucked at like a lot of things. I think that like her thing was just, she was just under, uh, oh, why am I sharing the screen? She was just, what was I even sharing a screen of? That was ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's like, was it like a Kickstarter page? Uh, she, she was, she was a human. She was a human that was figuring out the rules as she went along. She was not getting respected. Like her line there where she's like, when she's talking to Trapper who has the gun on her and she's like, yeah, like you don't see me as a threat. Neither does this guy. That's going to be like the downfall of both of y'all. Like you're just like the idea that, yeah, the predators have in, through canon, don't like recognize women unless they're armed, I think, as threats. Or unless they're pregnant. Uh, that's when they don't consider, especially they're off limits right, when they're pregnant. Right. But like the idea that like an unarmed woman's like, or whatever, even an armed woman is considered less of a threat, that she was basically invisible to him, even without taking that medicine that actually made her like physically invisible to him when he's wearing the helmet. Um, mm -hmm. That final fucking Nerconic put put in the chat what the line is. It's like, this is as far as you go. Your journey ends here. Something, something. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Um, would I want a praise sequel? Like, what yeah. am I saying? What am, what am I saying here? Yes, I would like a praise sequel. Very badly. I, I, and I wouldn't be mad if they played with it, if they had their cake and ate it too, where it started off as a sequel and, you know, like if they, if they, squeezed in more than one era in one movie as long as the characters were connected i wouldn't be against that in theory oh oh i didn't even think that no i i want a predator i want the next prey movie to be 
I want it to be like Fargo, the TV show. I want it to be a totally different place, a totally different time, a totally different story. I just want it to be like maybe there's a connective through tissue here. I don't need it to be about her again. I just need like if they had a cold open that continued her and then moved into the new story after that, I think that'd be a good compromise. Yes, yeah, set it like in uh, you know, set it like in the witch era, like you know, like it's just like the first American colonizers. Imagine if they try and drown a predator by like tying like stones to it, and it just exactly. comes out and kills all the Puritans. That'd be excellent. Well, and that would tie it back into the predator story of what Frankenstein was about. Yeah, yeah, just you know, they was killing a kid to see if she floated. Like, no, that's not what. He- why were they so obsessed with floating people? That's why Pennywise said that shit. He's like, yeah, that's what humans did. That's not what that's not what Frankenstein's monster did. That's so weird. That's so weird, guys. Pick it up. I don't think um, Shane Black ever read Frankenstein. I don't think so. I think he also referred to it as Frankenstein and not Frankenstein's monster. Which you know, I'm not being an asshole here, but like, uh-huh. rough. rough, rough guys. Um. <laughs> Okay, I think that signs it up for me. That's, that's that puts a nice button on it for me. I mean, I think let's see, uh, my people up in here, Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, that's that's where it's at. The Salem Witch Trials. What if the people that were consorting with the devil were actually just people the predator was like good with? Drew, have you ever been to the Salem Witch Museum in person? It's in it's in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. I think I did go. I was in Salem once. I don't know if I went to the museum. So if you ever make it back um, to New England, let me know. We'll, we'll coordinate a visit. I'm, I'm far from Salem, but not so far that I couldn't get down there. Okay. Um, and I've been to that museum a number of times. And it's great because it's just mannequin vignettes uh, oh with, God, a, a pre, with a pre-recorded narration and lighting where you sit in a room and it's like, Goody Proctor was tried for witchcraft, and there's this like red light, and then and then it's like, and all of these women were thought to be in consortium with the devil, and then it like the lights come up, and it's like this giant like Satan mannequin with a pitchfork flying through the air with like sinister music. It's so good. I love it's it. So good. You gotta check it. it out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I will check it out, and I have to check just it out. Google image it, and you can find some some stuff to whet your appetite. Quit my appetite. Okay, you sold me one. They make uh, Satan mannequin postcards if you go to the museum. They're wonderful. You sold me. You sold me, mm-hmm. man. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next time you hear it, we have to go to the Museum of Jurassic Technology, which I don't want you to Google. I just want you, when we get I here, won't. we'll go to it. Or like the Museum of Death, too. Pretty good. That seems like kind Deal. of a good museum. Um, Okay, guys, I think that's going to be it for us today. Uh, next time we come on, yeah, we're even going to be talking about uh, the rehearsal Nathan Fielder show that just wrapped on season one on HBO. It's been a very, it's been a very uh, trend story, Twitter trend, uh, think piece thing. It really it. Yeah. But I also would like to do that episode. If we're going to do that, we're also going to be talking about all of Nathan for you and his other work. Cause I think it all speaks to a collective whole. Um, I got some work to do. I mean, Nathan for you is hilarious. So we'll go by very quickly. Um, and Shannon Barney was on Nathan for you once. My hairdresser was on Nathan for you once uh, oh, really? in the very famous dumb Starbucks episode. There's a lot to be said about Nathan and his, his work. I think there's something there or the Sandman, either one. So we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back next time, folks. Um, Adam, where can people find you? Um, uh, on Twitter at Eisenthor, uh, letterbox the same way. And then uh, Marisol McKee and I are currently 
in the gestation periods of working on our new channel. So we'll, what? Be, an, we'll be announcing that to the world soon with uh, some, some proper stuff, but yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to start rolling out some piecemeal content. We're not doing trailer reactions or things of that ilk, but we have some stuff planned and we'll keep you posted. That's awesome. Oh Thanks. man. I'm so, I'm so into it. I'm so well in the wake of the schmodown. We're like, you know what? We want to find uh, our, our topics that interest us. And, you know, if there's an audience for it, um, you know, we, we want to put it out there and see if we can uh, get people something to enjoy. That's awesome, man. I, I know that people will want to flock to your content because I would love, I would love to see it. And I would love to be a guest at any time. You oh, well, it. you'd be a mainstay, but yeah, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, as for me guys, uh, patreon.com backslash video drew. Also you're here. I never like do this, but yeah, like, like subscribe, comment rate. We're actually gonna be ramping up stuff, uh, back on this channel as well as content candy. We just released two new episodes of, uh, salty popcorn reviews. One was for the bear. The other was for, oh my gosh, what was it? It was, oh, it was not the rehearsal. We're doing the rehearsals an upcoming one. Guys remind me what show just ended. Why the am I <laughs> it's not Sam, man. What was it? Nerd, I'm like freaking out. I can't think of it. It's, uh, we just did another one, but we're going to be ramping back up on the podcast stuff. We also want to start a gaming thing pretty soon, like a tabletop gaming thing. Uh, and I think that that's, there's going to be a lot going on there. The, the B, the B, that's, I don't know what that stands for. The Better Call Saul. Yes, we did a Better Call Saul show review. Did you um, finish all the show? Of course I finished all the show. Not only oh my God. The show, yeah, we'll have to do that as its own thing. I promise. Um, so, fun fact, um, Drew, mm -hmm. I started uh, re-watching, um, what do you call it, um, uh, Breaking Bad tonight. I watched the pilot again tonight because I, in the wake of Better Call Saul, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. It, I mean, look, I figured the same amount of thing. Uh just I'm so into it. I'm so into it. Um, mm -hmm. So guys, yeah, other than that, we're going to be also, we're going to be starting up our video chronic up uh, uh, like events pretty soon again. Um, we have, Oh, you're going to bring me in, right? We're going to bring you in. We're waiting for the Shmodown stuff to kind of die down before we like, you know, bring this back with a vengeance. Uh, Can we do we a Chucky master quiz for the season two release in October? Cause like I'm ready to do a Chucky master quiz. Yeah. I think absolutely we're going to be doing that master quiz. Um, guys, I think that's it for us. Uh, yeah, if you're part of my Patreon, we have a little hangout afterwards. It's going to be kind of brief because I have been so busy this weekend. I went to Collecticon, saw a bunch of things. So uh, got some really cool shit at Collecticon, not going to lie. Got some cards signed. I'm such a nerd. I met both, I met both iterations of Charles Entertainment Cheese. There's a photo of me on Twitter. Let me bring it up real quick because this has been the happiest moment of my life. I met Charles Entertainment Cheese Senior and Junior. Whew, that was Sir Christian name. Sir Christian name. It is what it's it's what the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for. It's Charles Entertainment. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Did I bring it? Did I get it? By the way, speaking of um, also things that happened that made me very happy about myself. Uh, Rhea Seahorn liked my Inland Empire tweet. Yeah, that's exciting. That I it's so, so cool when you get those likes without any tags. It's just. Well, it had nothing to, yeah, it also had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. The, the, uh, Kim from better call. So just being like, that's a funny tweet about it. I just like imagining Ray Seahorn. Uh, like she went to one, 
there's a good chance she went to one of those Inland Empire screenings. That makes me happy. Oh yeah, she seems awesome. I've, I've, I've she's DM'd me before about like my reviews of Better Call Saul. She's awesome. What? Yeah, okay. yeah. She, okay, we got to take this offline. I have we'll questions. Take this offline, but guys, just want to leave you this final image: me, Charles Entertainment Cheese Junior, uh, Junior and Senior. Look at all of our kicks. It's fucking amazing. So good. I'm the happiest I've ever been in that photo. Um, okay, guys, I think that takes us through tonight. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us, and we will see you on the flippity flop. Go watch Prey. Go do it. Bye.